Welcome to another episode of 21st Century Boys. It's just Joe Crawford tonight, but I do have a special guest, even though Jack isn't with me. This is a longtime family friend from my hometown, Perry, Georgia, even though I don't believe he resides there anymore. And I just want, would like to introduce you to Michael Stewart. Hey, thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so you're the, about the same age as my sister, and um, so that's one of those kind of like a high school gap between us is what I always think of. You know, right. you would have been out of high school right about when I was entering into high school. Yeah. But would have shopped at some of the same places and had some of the same experiences, probably read some of the same books. So I was wondering, first off, what got you into comics and how you got started? You know, and I've tried to – you asked me to sort of think about my origin story, and I was like, man, I've never really thought about that um, in, a, in, a, in a way. I guess my first recollections of comic books were – because I was the youngest of four boys. Okay. Um, so I sort of um, came across, you know, the sporadic comics that my brothers had. Right. Um, and they – you know, it was sort of a, a mismatch of um, – War comics and and superheroes and and horror and mystery, you know, ghost kind of stuff. But I really sort of fixated on more the the superhero genre of things. And um, I and I was trying to think back as to what what really would be the first comic book I remember. And the first one that I, and I remember the cover and I still have it in my collection is um, issue. Three or four of um, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes. Oh wow! Uh, which was a it was a re, it was before it really became it was sort of a reprint of the earlier stuff. Right. Um, but I just remember that. Um, and so you know they there's six years difference between me and my closest brother. So um, as they left the house, you know the comic book sort of stayed, and so I just started you know picking stuff up every once in a while, not, you know, not really knowing, you know, at that age, at probably 11 or 12-ish. Okay. Um, but, you know, the the pickings were slim in our hometown. Right. Um, so it was mainly convenience stores. So, right. um, you know, it was the good old spinner rack. Um, and that's, that's sort of where, and there are times when I, sort of go back to that that's that's it's sort of chasing chasing that same feeling of going through the spinner rack and and seeing what you can find i uh, i think all of us have that uh desire to catch that thrill again you know and i yeah. think that's why you know so so many of us when we buy books we often end up buying the same thing we've read a half a dozen times <laughs> right you know so did you end up inheriting everything that your brothers had left, or did they come back to get them later on? Oh no, and, and inheritance was—that's probably not the accurate term um, because they, they didn't. I mean, they—they're—I mean, theirs were, you know, not like I am today with boards and bags. I mean, sure, they sure. were just sort of tossed around. So, and it was probably—it um, couldn't have been more than maybe. Two or three dozen, maybe, that I got from them. Okay. Um, so, no, they have not staked their claim on those nor <laughs> they ever at this point. Um, they don't want, but, like, their coverless, our army at war exactly, or something. Exactly. <laughs> Here you go. I, I've got some, yeah, I've got some coverless ones. Here you go. Here's all that's left. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it was, um, and it was really, as I thought about it, um, you know, there's the superhero genre is what I love, but I really gravitate towards team books. Okay. Um, Avengers, Teen Titans, the original Teen Titans. Right. Um, New Teen Titans. New Teen Titans, um, Justice League. Um, All of, uh, it's just team books and sort of that dynamic of, you know, all of these different heroes and abilities and backgrounds coming together. It's just, you know, not to get real um, (laughs) out there. But that's, I mean, that's what I like is, is, is team books. So. So uh, that was one thing I always found I, I often would gravitate towards because sometimes if if you're like me, I, I, I always like to say I'm a who's who crisis baby. Yeah, uh, I really <laughs> I really became a fan during that 85, 86 era when, you know, all the obscure stuff was being dredged up. Exactly. And, and sometimes repackaged. And so, you know, like if you wanted to see Animal Man, sometimes you, you know, you gotta, well, he did have a series eventually, but you know, you gotta pick up DC Comics Presents where it's like a team up or, or right. something. Uh, if you want to see Metamorpho, you gotta get Justice League Europe, you know. Right. Yeah. And, and really with team books, it's, it's, to me, it's sort of, you get more bang for your buck because you do Definitely. get more heroes that way. Right. I mean, so, um, that was, you know, and you do get sort of those one-off sort of obscure, which is sort of my weakness, too. I love B, C-list kind of heroes. That Me, too. And, and I, I really do think that comes from, from reading Who's Who and being like, ooh, Congorilla, he sounds awesome. <laughs> you know, like, wow, yeah. he's going to be in the Justice League issue. I better pick that one up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the stores you picked up – uh. Offhand, the only two I could remember um, that had it on a regular basis was uh, the Sing Store, which right. me and you have talked to, uh, about in, in, in messaging. Right. And, and that would be, you know, you go over there, you get a, you get an icy, and you hope <laughs> hope that there was something there that you hadn't read or that you wanted to read. Exactly. And then um, now this one changed by the time I could actually walk down there, but my very first comics were from Mister B's. Do you remember them? Where were they? Okay, so Mr. B's, oh, I don't know the, the streets anymore, but um, it's, uh, I want to say it was Houston Lake Road and um, the road that went out towards like uh, Morningside Elementary. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have them very long, at least, you know, because we lived, you know, on Sewell Circle. Right. And, um, you know, we, we could walk down there, and by the time I could walk down there, their spinner rack was gone. But my, my first two came from there. Yeah. So the where else one, did you find books? The other was um, Quick Stop, what was down by the railroad tracks. Where, okay. And I'm like you, I can't remember street names. Um, I think it's Carroll Street and yep. where they sort of converge right down there by the railroad tracks. That's where, you know, I pro- when I started riding my bike to the stores, that's the that's where I would always go. Um, sing because at at some point, um, and and like you, I mean, the spinner rack slowly drifted away, um, and then they just sort of incorporated them into like magazine racks or whatever. So, right. um, and I want to well, there was a bookstore downtown, but I don't think they ever had comic books I don't think I don't remember yeah I remember looking at all the like uh, 
kind of lurid and bizarre paperback covers when I was a kid, but I don't remember any comics. Right. Like they'd have like the really weird pulp sci-fi books and stuff, but yeah, no comics that I remember. So the first real, I guess, comic book store that I remember was when, um, when I was able to, well, when I went to college and and we were talking about this earlier, Mm -hmm. um, when I started going to what was then either making college or making junior, I'm not sure which, um, but there was a comic book store in Macon. Um, that was I, the one on Pionona? Yep. Yeah, Comics Castle. Comics Castle, that's right. Yeah. I was trying to think of the name of it. I never could yep. think of the name of it. Um, there was one at one point um, that I rem- – and I don't know if it was a comic book store. I remember they had comic books. But it was pretty much – I just remember as a kid, anytime I went in the store, that was – you know, my my spider sense would tingle, and I'd be like, there's comic books somewhere in the store, and I would right. find them out. And you know, um, but I remember one being at um, Westgate Plaza before they tore everything down. Right. Um, there was because that's where I found it. May have I don't I can't remember if that's anyway. There was an issue of um, New Teen Titans that I found that I was like, okay. oh my God. it was like the Holy Grail, you know? Right. Was, right. At that point, when you found, you know, stuff that you were like, I would never get this. I would never have found this. So, yeah. I remember the Macon Mall had um, one of their little, like, I don't know if it was an antique show or a comic show or what. And it'd be where the guys would just sit at tables. Yeah. And I remember being so excited. And this stuff has long gone to the hands of time, sadly. But I remember finding a really old uh, Aquaman there and just... Like, I can't believe I'm holding a comic that's older than I am. You know, that was one of those, and, you know, I was probably like fourth or fifth grade, but that just blew my mind. Right. That, that like This is something that predates me. And I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Well, and then to go to, to go to those kind of quote unquote conventions, because I don't know if that's really what it was, but, um, but I know what you're talking about, but to go to those and see all of those comic books, I mean, it was just, you know, truly kid and candy store kind of experience oh, yeah. to thinking this is, this is it. I remember being really overwhelmed my first time in Comics Castle um, because he had the huge room with comics and then he had another room with baseball cards. And I was, st- I was into baseball cards at that point. And I just was so overwhelmed and G.I. Joe was very hot at the time. And I wanted to get G.I. Joe's and he had marked them all up. And I, it just, my mom's like, no, 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 you're not paying $5 for a comic book. Right. And so I, I think I was like, well, you know, and I'd left without any comics. I think I got like a pack of uh, tops or something, but that was it. And I just like, you know, that was my shot and I blew it. <laughs> Being so bummed. But, yeah, Comics Castle was actually in Athens when I went to school, too. I think he may have shut down the Pionona one, and it was right up next to the Russell Dormitory. So yep. that's where I picked up, like, JL – no, not JLA Avengers. It was the one that came before that. Was it Marvel versus DC? Yeah. Yeah, when they they had, like, you filled out the little card to who you're going to vote for. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Yes. We're, so I I'm guessing that you're you're more of a DC person. I I am. I often get asked that question because um in my office at the college um I have I have quite a collection. In fact, right now I'm sitting in what is 
commonly referred to as the comic book room because this is, but I have so much stuff that I had to, I had to figure out somewhere to take it. So, sure. um, a lot of my stuff is in my office. So whenever students come in, you know, it's always a good talking point and they always ask me, are you more Marvel to DC? Movies, I'm more, obviously more Marvel. Um, right. DC's not had a great run. No, they haven't. They, they've had a few, a few good points, but, um. Right. But yeah, comic book wise, I'm really more DC. And I think that's more rooted in what I read when I was younger and just sure. where my history is because I'm like you. It's like, you know, I, I could be a walking who's who compendium of, you know, somebody showed me a picture and I could go into a whole history of who that is and, you know, origin story and all of that stuff. So, right. Uh, but yeah, DC is sort of more, um, that's sort of where my heart lies, comic book wise. Now, I, I'll go so far as to say the memory cheats, uh, but from what I remember, Singh always had a lot of DC books, or is that me just re- only going to the DC books and, and ignoring what Marvel they had? No, I think you're right. Okay. Because I remember that part of, I think, the reason I became such a DC fan was, you know, you would go in Suicide Squad and Flash and... Right, that's... that's ...would what, be on the shelves. That's right. That's what That's what you, you know, if... If that's all you really ever got to experience, then that's sort of where it it gets rooted in. So yeah. So how were your parents about comics? Were they were, did they go uh, that's cool? Were they like oh grow up? Or I mean how were they about it? You know, and I guess partly I attribute it to um, being the youngest of four because by that point I think my other three brothers had sort of worn them down from <laughs> from everything, and so oh sure. They thought, oh, comic books is probably innocuous or he'll grow out of it kind of thing. So they didn't um, really say a whole lot to me about it. Okay. Um, the funny thing was, so I went – when I went off to college, when I went to Georgia College after um, after getting my associate's degree, um, and I was planning on, you know, finding a job and then, you know, finding my own place and all of that – Mom finally figured out, um, because I was still collecting, I would just take them home and drop them off. And, um, mom finally told me, um, she didn't tell me what I've heard a lot of people say. If you don't come get these, I'm throwing them out. Right. Um, what my mother told me was, if you don't come get these, I'm going to sell them, oh. which, which told me she knew, um, what she was sitting on. Right. So um that was also the impetus for me to figure out okay I got to I got to get these and <laughs> um and from that point now anytime anytime I have moved the comic books are the that's the biggest hassle. Oh yeah. I I I I did a big move this year and um I purged I think oh gosh I don't even like thinking about it something like 3000 books. Wow. And um, some of them I've already regretting, and some of them I've already rebought. Um, <laughs> I've done that before too. Yeah. Well, I think you know, anytime, anytime room is a problem, I I will get rid of things. But then there's something I'm like, man, I should have kept that Tarzan. I got that when I was a little kid. Oh man. Right. And then the next thing you know, you're on eBay tracking it down. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what about Tony? What does Tony think of the comics? Um. If I could close the door to the comic book room and never open it, he would be happy. Um, he, <laughs> I think he he suffers he suffers it gladly. He um, okay. He um 
he recognizes that this is my thing and it's you know he he says every week that you know you you're going to see your dealer and I'm like yes I'm going to go see my dealer <laughs> um but um he Early in our relationship, he tried to sort of get into it. He tried to start reading um, – I forget what he got. I think it was like Superman or something. Okay. And there's just so much history there that, you know, right. he, he starts asking questions, and then I go off on these tangents, and he – you can see his eyes glaze over, and it's like, okay, I've lost you. Right. Um, so he tried. Um, well, that's that's all you can ask for, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So – um. He he suffers he suffers through and and he has his things and I and I suffer through on on his side so um, but yeah it's um, anytime we've moved it's it, that's one of the things that we've always that's always been sort of the factors like okay we've got to have a room for the comic books right well we've kind of uh, been lucky enough to get a basement room for the ugly part so long uh, well I do long boxes I'm too old for that. Right. Uh, all my short boxes are on shelves in, in what was the old washroom in the basement. Uh, the pretty stuff, like the, and that's the one thing my wife likes. She likes how they look on the shelf. So right. Like if she, if she was gonna spend twenty bucks on comics for me, she's gonna get a paperback. So like all all the, I have a big collection of the essentials in the showcases. So those oh, are yeah. those are in the office making it look uh, interesting. <laughs> but yeah, she she moved all the boxes and um. Yeah, I don't, I don't think she enjoyed that at all. Well, and that's the other the other challenge now because for a while I had gotten into action figures and I still have it probably more that I need to get rid of those because those take up a whole lot of space. Sure. Um, but I have I, now I have sort of dedicated shelves. So I've got a I'm looking at my Green Lantern shelf. I've got a Superman shelf, an Aquaman, Flash. Um, behind me is a bookcase that has Wonder Woman on it. Um, I've got a whole bookshelf of Batman stuff, just, you know, action figures or memorabilia or whatever. Right. Um, and that's sort of, you know, I've, I've gotten away from action figures because um, <laughs> I, one of the police officers came in my office recently and he said, man, you sure do have a lot of dolls or whatever it was. And I said, right. no. They're action figures. Let's not make this mistake again. Um, like, I'm going to correct you one time only. That's right. You get one time and one time only. Um, but, yeah, even that, I mean, the majority of what I what I sort of focus on now is still DC sort of um, action figure action figures or memorabilia. And, um, you know, I don't I don't pay full price for anything. So I always go to sort of the discount stores, the Ollie's and the, um, you know, wherever and just sort of look and see if I can pick out, pick up little, you know, stuff. I am so jealous of Ollie's. Uh, we got to go to one with a good friend of mine in Cordial. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm almost glad I don't have one close to me because I mean, that thing was just full of trade paperbacks. And, you know, I bought some stuff I probably wouldn't have because it was so cheap. And, you know, well, when the, because that was when I discovered that, and I think I saw an ad that they had like trade paperbacks, and I was like, "Oh, what are they going to have?" Right. And I went in, and I was amazed. Yeah, it was so, it was a lot. So I picked up a whole bunch of the you know the what well, soft or soft cover, but um, showcase presents. Right. Um. So I've got a whole bunch of those that I was like, and there were still a whole bunch more that I should, wish I had gone back and gotten, but um, you know. And every once in a while, they'll buy um, 
bulk from, I guess, comic book stores or whatever because I right. went and they had bound them up 10 for $7. Oh, well, nice. This, this was a lot of recent stuff. It was Action Comics 1000 and well, – That's uh, 10 bucks in and of itself. Exactly. So I was right. like, you know, I've already got it, but, you know, I'll take another copy. <laughs> Different cover. No, I bought 10 for $7. I mean, yeah. that's 70 cents each. So, you know, in right. my mind, that's a bargain. Yeah, that's that's almost back to eighties prices right that, there. That's a cold guess. Let's not even talk about that. <laughs> that's that's the one thing that I switched over uh to subscribing online because it just it's so much cheaper because four bucks a pop, man, it adds up quick. I yeah, and I ha I have resisted. Um mm. I, I guess because part of the, the thrill for me is just thumbing through the pages. Sure. Um, at some point, though, it's going to be the point of no return where I'm going to have to just go, okay, you've got to got to bite the bullet. So you are not a trade waiter. You still – are you, you're a classic Wednesday warrior. I, there Wednesday. you go. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Absolutely. So are you a collector and reader or a collector reader? Collector and reader. Okay, um, good. That's, that's something else that everybody – they say, have you read – Everything that you've got, you know, and I have. There's probably, you know, a handful of things that I just, I was like, okay, I, I just, okay, I'm a, I'm a completist, so I got the whole series. I'll put the whole series up. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I read everything that I, that I buy. Oh man, I try to, but uh, I don't like. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie to you. The, the newest round of um, Kazar, and that was always a character I thought was cool. I couldn't do it. I, yeah. I got through one issue, and I had already ordered the next two, and they went straight in the box because well, they have superpowers now. Oh, come on. I mean, he's it, supposed to be like Tarzan or Conan or something. He's not supposed to have powers. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah he's, I think he's in the latest issue of The Avengers. Okay. I've already sort of um, know what's going to happen, and I'm, not, I'm like, okay, I, this doesn't seem right. But. Yeah, it, 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 it was one of those characters that I'm just like, I, I get that you have to update stuff, but there's enough people with superpowers. You can just have the weird guy with the, you know, perf, exactly. a fur pelt on and leave him alone. You know? <laughs> there you go. That's his charm. And Zabu, you gotta have. It, what, oh, the, I love Zabu. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. The other thing I, I wanted to ask you about, uh, when you were shopping, uh, as a kid, mm -hmm. did you ever do the mail orders? Like from, you know, like those big ads that would be from like mile high in the middle of the, the, the comics? I did, um, oh wow, now that you mentioned that, um, I did on the Avengers. Okay. Um, running up to because the last issue of my of my subscription was issue 199, and so I had to chase down issue 200 after right. after a while. Um, but the first series, and I don't even know, I do know why. Um, the first series that I ordered was Conan the Barbarian. Okay, and it was the same sort of thing. Um, the my subscription ran up to issue 99 and I was like, and so there was this buildup for me to know what happened in issue 100 that I never knew. until I mean, and I finally tracked it down. Okay. And you know, that not 
superhero by any stretch of the imagination and certainly not anything that I, cause I was probably 11 or 12 at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of sword and sorcery kind of thing. Um, and I guess the reason why I collected it was because one of the first Mego action figures that I owned was Conan the Barbarian. Oh, nice with the really big hair. Yes. And yeah. I still have, I still have him. I don't have oh, his wow. sword or his axe or anything like that. Um, That's still impressive. Yeah, he's 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 still here somewhere, um, but I think that's why I why I ordered Conan the Barbarian, and um, so Conan still sort of has a soft place in my heart too. Are you reading Savage Avengers? I have it. I have not. Um, I missed a couple of issues, so I've they're sort of on hold until I can okay. get the other issues. But um, yeah. That's one of my favorite things coming out from Marvel these days. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, that was one of those things that I know a lot of people remembered the ads. I just didn't know how many people had actually ordered from them because, you know, we were in a small town. Mm-hmm. For me, it was not easy for me to get to a comic book store, as, as you and I have said. It was, like. you know, 40 minutes or something from my home. I can't remember to get to Comics Castle, and Mom was not just going to run me up there. <laughs> right. So if I missed, which I frequently did, issues uh, on the newsstand, because I, I remember specifically looking for the next issue of Suicide Squad after I got the first two from Sing, and I don't think I saw another one until, like, number six or something. Right. So y- you would hit have these gaps because either, you know, the Sing employees didn't get it out and it got sent back or uh, – you know, it sold out before you got there because they got two copies of it or something. Exactly, exactly. And you just missed it. And so I'd have these gaps, and I remember, you know, you'd order those, you'd send it off, and you'd write in substitutes because, you you know, you might not get the one you want. And then, oh, the, the wait was interminable. I swear you would have to wait like eight eight or ten weeks or something ridiculous before you get anything back from them. Right. Yeah, it's just so so crazy. We're so used to immediate gratification now. That, uh, that well, was something you know, that we, and yeah, go ahead. about it too. I don't know back then that I recognized that, that that was a long wait. Well, well, no, that certainly, but the comic books came out every week. I don't, I right. can't remember at what point that sort of finally clicked with me. Right. Um, that I sort of began making that weekly track. Um, but yeah, that's, because you you know you typically go and it'd be the same thing that was there last week with some minor exceptions. So, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the first time I really got that it was weekly, and at this point they were coming out on Fridays. I want to say was um. Do you remember? You may have already moved to make money, and I'm not sure. But in the post Death of Superman era, mm-hmm. before the big bust there was a kind of uh, an explosion of stores and there was one in Perry um, in that little shopping center that was uh, down from the Dairy Queen. Do you remember that store? Uh, I think so. Okay. That's, and I remember going there every Friday and and they would even cash my paycheck from WPGA (laughs) 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 so so that I could, so that I could pick up comics that week because that was when I was, I mean, that was when Valiant was hitting and Image was hitting. Right. And I was trying as much stuff as I humanly could and getting every DC book that I could. Yeah. So, yeah. 
And um, that's when I that's when it became a, a, a weekly thing for me. And that would have been, I don't know, like 93, 94. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, like you you said, I was like, I don't know that I, I knew that because, you know, what was the other place I remember seeing stuff? You would go to Piggly Wiggly sometimes going down from Perry Middle. Mm-hmm. And and I think they would have like comic scene and they might have um, one of the Marvel super specials, you know, that they did like the magazine yeah, size yeah. ones and the digest. And those digests, I swear, they'd be there for two months or longer sometimes. You know, I, it seemed like every time you go there with mom grocery shopping, it'd be the exact same one you'd seen like 20 times before. And then suddenly they're just, you know, they're they're, gone. Yeah. And then they just disappeared. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. So let's get into specific stuff. Okay. Um, what would you say your favorite, uh, character is? That's another question I get asked frequently. My, my go-to has sort of consistently been Nightwing. Okay. Um, just because I feel like I have sort of grown up with Dick Grayson. Oh, totally. Um, um but I just, uh, he's a more humanized version of Batman too. He has flaws. He has imperfections, but, um, you know, I just, um, Nightwing sort of my go-to. Um, I've always had a sort of soft spot for Aquaman too. Um, to the point that I've gotten into arguments with some of my students about it because they're like, really, all he can do is talk with fish. Oh, I hate when people say that. (laughs) Right, so then I launch into this diatribe of, no, here's all the other things that he can do. Right. Uh, It's not just talk to fish. Um, So, yeah, so Nightwing and Aquaman, um, I sort of went on, and every once in a while I'll get on on sort of tangents. I was on a um, Shazam, Captain Marvel tangent for a while. Um, Trying to think what else. I'm looking around and trying to see. Um, I've always, uh, through the good and the bad, I have always liked X-Men too. Um, Okay. um, Who's your favorite X-Men? Who? Um... Probably Nightcrawler. Okay, that's that's a good one. Yeah, that's Nightcrawler is I I think one of those that I can I, I can really appreciate him as well. Yeah, because yeah. when I first picked up X Men, I think was around the time when Jean Grey um, became Phoenix. Okay, so it, it's sort of that core of Wolverine, Colossus, Storm, um, you know, Cyclops, all of them. Banshee, I think, was part of them at that point. Beast was a part of them. Um, Blue, furry beast. Um, So, yeah. Um, And, again, that to me, that sort of goes back to those um, X-Men. I mean, that that group sort of dynamic. Yeah. I want to ask you, how did you feel about when Dick became Batman? You know, it, it, it felt... Um, I mean, I guess it was sort of the, in a sense, it was sort of the natural progression of things to a degree. But then I was like, he's not Batman though. Okay. Um, he's, he's Nightwing. He has earned, I realized that somebody had to step into the role of Batman and Lord knows there had been 
other characters who did it, and it was like, huh. No, yeah, yeah, not good. Yeah, Jean-Paul Valley. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was, story-wise, it made sense, but I was glad when he went back to being Nightwing. I, I had fun with it, but you knew they weren't going to have Bruce gone for forever. Exactly, exactly. Well, I think, I always think back to, you know, for our, our generation, the big change was Wally becoming Flash. And we're, yeah. I wish that had never been undone personally, but that's just me. Um, and because Barry was enough before my fandom that I didn't really miss him. Because yeah. uh, they were, when I was reading Flash, it was that long run of the Trial of Flash that had been going on for like years and yeah. Big Sur. And I'm just, uh, yeah. I, I don't like Carmen Infantino's art at this point. I don't, I don't either. And, um, and I just, I just like, ugh, this isn't my flash. So when, you know, they came out with that Mike Barr flash number one and Wally's having to eat hamburgers just so he can keep his energy up and he's got a whole stack of cheeseburgers and I'm like, exactly. this, this is my flash, you know. Well, I can this character. But, you know, Barry's, Barry's death in crisis was, it was such a linchpin and so, right. it was just another, and it was another gut punch too because I think his death came after Supergirls. It or, did. Yep. Cause she was seven and he was eight. And he was eight. And yep. so it was just, I mean, it was just like gut punch, gut punch. And then right. you lost all of these other characters throughout, you know. So, I mean, when they brought Barry back, I mean, I was like, okay, I get it. But, um, yeah, they, I think they did a disservice to, to, to Wally. Well, I don't even want to talk about what they've done to him in recent years. I yeah, let the, the <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, so, okay. So characters and what about runs? Like who's some favorite creators or, or, uh, even just runs of, of stories that you liked? It sounds like the X-Men were a big one. You know, X-Men, maybe X-Men were Claremont, John, Byrne. John Byrne era. was right. John Byrne. And then John Byrne's run on Fantastic Four oh, is definitely. probably one of my favorites. Um, Perez and Wolfman on Noon Teen Titans. I mean, that's, goes without saying right. uh, Perez on Avengers as well Perez on any team book because I think he's one of the best artists who can draw those massive scenes with lots of characters and do them all justice um, another one um, and, and I was I was trying to think about this as this sort of question as well was um, Starman okay and I think one of the reasons why I really liked Starman was the artists and writers were um, mostly making guys. Okay. Um, who I had sort of run into a couple of times. So it was. So you're talking James Robinson? Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, now I can't. Um, Ray. What was Ray? What is Ray's? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I'll have to think about it. Um, but even. Um, Who was a, now a good friend of mine, um, Craig Hamilton, who redesigned the Aquaman costume. Right. Um, you know, that's, um, Tony, James Robinson, Tony Harris, and, um, Ray, I forget now, come across it in a minute, maybe. Um, anyway, Starman to me was just, when that series ended, um, you know, I remember closing that last issue, knowing it was the last issue, and just sort of going, this is why I read comic books, because it was just 
a beautiful sort of conclusion to to a story and to a character. So, right. Uh, yeah, that's what you always hope for, you know. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I I don't really like series necessarily to end, but if they end and they make sense, right. Uh, and and they did a good job with Starman on that. The the it had sort of run its course and um felt like a a natural sort of conclusion. Um rather than, you know, sales are down and we're just gonna shut this down and end it right here, kind of in the storyline. So did you ever dabble outside of Marvel and D C and if so what were some of the ones you read? Um I Sorta, um, probably more, you know, when you were talking about sort of that boom where, you know, you could almost find a comic book short store on every corner. Right. Um, that's when I got introduced to, um, some Valiant, some, um, Eclipse. Um, and then I went back and started reading, um, and I, even when I, now when I go to the quarter bins or the nickel bins, that's sort of what I gravitate towards is those, um. You have nickel bins? Not nickel quarter. Uh, quarter no. I was gonna say if, if you, I had nickel bins, I would probably be further in debt than I am. I would um, say if there's nickel bins, I'm coming to visit you next dollar, time. So you dollar, dollar, and, dollar and quarter boxes. <laughs> okay. And I don't really find quarter boxes anymore. I think everything's sort of dollar boxes now. Yeah, that's what I find is dollar boxes. We're better. But even then, that's you know there um, several. It's been a couple of months ago. Um, they had a comic book convention quote unquote here in Macon and mm-hmm. and I went and you know everybody was digging through you know the the long boxes but I I still gravitate towards the dollar boxes because I can I can still I still feel like I can find some treasures in there for a buck oh definitely yeah I, I tend to be cheap when it comes to digging in boxes I want to if it's something I want, want I'll order it uh, from like Mile High or something. Right. But if, if, if it's just I'm, I want to find the joy in hunting. I, I go for the cheap stuff. Yeah. 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 And one of the because one of the and I guess this was a '70s, maybe it was a '70s series. Um, was from Atlas a couple of years ago. I went through this phase where I was going back through and collecting um, all of theirs because they had like maybe 10 or 12 series right. and they all ran like three or four issues each. Yep. Um, but you know, there was just every once in a while, I just sort of fixate on something like that and, um, try to, you know, find those. And, um, I'm looking at my inventory and sort of trying to go through what else. Um, so yeah. it- one of the things I tend to do is I tend to rabbit hole. So um, I, I, I always come come back to certain things every time, and there's books that I never drop. But um, uh, one thing might be I might want to try all the uh, new image books one month because, you know, right. there's always like a handful of number ones, and, and I'll, I'll see what I – because, you know, you always have in your head what what if this is the next saga? What if this is the next Paper Girls or The Walking Dead or something? Right. You know, right. and and so I'll I'll give stuff a shot. I may not stick with it more than a couple of issues, but I usually try to try to try stuff out. Um, have you read like any of the big image stuff, like in paperback even? Or, um, I've got some. Um, 
Because I know you were a fan of the Walking Dead show. Yeah, and I and it was when that came out that I finally started picking up the comics, and so okay. that was I think I started picking them up around issue eighty. Okay. Um, so I did go back and pick up all of the the trades up to that point. Um, so no, you I'm got looking, you got I'm, to go through one of the worst deaths in comic history with all the rest of us then. Yes. Yes. Oh boy. We'll talk. Well, I'll come back to that question in a second about comic deaths because that's always I always like to know uh, know people's answer to that one, so I ask that next. But anyway, so so Walking I'm, Dead. I'm looking at I'm looking at my so I've got some Astro City. I've got okay. um, some Stormwatch um, sort of trades, um, but not a whole. I mean, not not a whole lot. I mean, I, I sort of you know if it if I see it and it's kind of you know. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll spend a couple of dollars to try this, and um, and again, going back to Ollie's, that's another. Not that I'm plugging Ollie's, but that <laughs> they have a lot of trade paperbacks, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try this for you know two, three bucks. Yeah, I think I actually picked up a Stormwatch the last time I was at Ollie's. Yeah, I was, I was, I, I, I was one of those people who did get out of it for a while. It was partly financial. Um, and partly just being in college and not having a whole lot of time. Yeah. So, you know, I got to the point where I would pick up Marvels, I would pick up Golden Age, I would pick up Kingdom Come, but, you know, the the monthly Captain America or whatever I was reading typically kind of fell to the wayside. Yeah. So, um, well, I, let's get back to the desk then. So okay. I, I have in my head... I, I literally, when people talk, we were talking about this um, today because I've kind of on my Twitter feed been going through each year trying to pick out at least four books that I bought. Even in the lean years, there was typically, you know, three to four books that I bought in any given year. And we just hit uh, 2005 today. And one of them was Countdown to Infinite Crisis. Uh-huh. And I can, t- I don't even have to think about it hardly. And I can envision the panels of what happens to Ted. And I remember reading that and just being so angry. <laughs> yeah. And upset by the, his death because you've read that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and it's just one of those deaths that has stuck with me. And and when Negan did what he did, that stuck with me. And yeah. his was obviously more graphic and that made it worse. Um, and the only other one I can really think of is Fables. Did you ever read Fables? I read some of Fables, yeah. Okay. Um, there's a scene where Bigby, I can't remember what's going on with him, but he's he's possessed or something, and he's not not being Mr. Nice Wolf anymore, and he kills Ozma and um, Beast, spoiler, sorry. And it is, it, it, I don't know, for whatever reason, Beast is kind of pleading and, you know, begging because, you know, Belle has sent him out there. And, and it just, I don't know, just struck a nerve with me. But but just talking about the Ted one, I still get mad at the Justice League. I'm like, why didn't you guys help him and listen to him? Right. Because Ted was the goofball. And I hate when stories decide they have to kill the clown. Yeah, that I don't know that I was I was ready for that. Um, and yeah, Walking Dead. There were some several. Um, right. Even reading it, thinking, okay, they'll never be able to show this on TV. And well, surprise. 
Right. Um, oh, the TV one that got me to this day is Carl. That just uh, that upset me beyond no end. Well, and that just seemed so unnecessary too. But it did. That's a whole um, different. Oh, yeah. Thing. So, it, so what deaths stick out to you? Um, I, I will be honest with you, um, and I just uh, I pulled up my my comic book database because I had to go back and remember what issue it was. But what, it was Incredible Hulk 420, which was the death of Jim Wilson, who was one of his sidekicks, right? Um, who died of AIDS. And right. at the time, see that would have been '94. At the time, I had a really good friend of mine who um, had been diagnosed, and so I was sort of trying to sort it all out, you know, sure. anyway, and just to, to see Hulk, you know, the Hulk in this vulnerable moment of caring and losing somebody, it just, that has always sort of stuck out to me um, as just a, a, an incredibly moving and powerful comic book. And again, one of those that I sort of go back to and go, that's why I read comic books, because right. it's not just... There's there's still some humanity and there's still some relevance to to what I read. Um, and I guess you know most deaths now <laughs> um, don't really have the impact because I'm like, okay, you killed them off. How long before you bring them back? Right. Um, you know, Superman's death. Yes, it was shocking, but it was more of a media frenzy. Right. Um, same thing with Batman. It was like, okay, I know y'all are going to bring him back. Um, and even even to the point where, you know, Marvel had those sort of go-to, these characters are dead, you'll never see them again, but, you know, except here's here's Bucky. Right. Um, well, even when they are dead, Bean's dead, um, I want to say it was called Chaos War. And it was basically kind of like uh, the whole Blackest Night thing. Yeah, where right. They brought back every dead character ever. Like you had like uh, Thunderbird and Guardian and, right. and what have you in like in come back as zombies or something. So yeah. Even even then, they're not gone forever. No. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, it's sort of, I mean, I again, I get why they do it. Um, right. It's, it's marketing, but... Um, yeah, there's those. I was I was trying to think. Um, probably the you know losing characters in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, that that probably sort of struck me. I'm like, how can you kill Supergirl? Right. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Don always upset me. Um, the way they killed Dove because he's yes. literally helping people and they yes. just. They just out of nowhere, he's just gone in one panel, and I, that always didn't sit well with me. Well, and it was just like, okay, let's. It it almost felt sometimes like crisis was. Let's just see how much of this we can just trim out, and again, right. I get it, but um, what well, in in the original Dick Grayson just had like a building fall on him or something too, right? right? He, he and Huntress, yeah, yeah, and like that either. Yeah, I didn't either because I felt like there was so much um, again history there. Yeah, God, um, I love I love that outfit that Dick Grayson had at that point, like the long, the long pant version of the Robin outfit. As somebody did, and I, I'd have to go back and find it. I don't, and it may have been in a Teen Titans group on Facebook, but somebody did a cover for Robin the X Boy Wonder, and it's it's Dick in that 
back oh, that's awesome. to Zoom. That's awesome. And, and and a lot of people were like, oh, I must have missed this. When when did this come out? And, you know, it's just it's more fan art than anything else, but it's right. just awesome. I'll see if I can find it and send it to you because it was, it was like, oh, man, I wish in a what-if world that this was an actual series. Right. Oh, boy. And speaking of Huntress, they really messed her up, too. Oh, uh, yeah. They, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. I, I remember um, the Wonder Woman comics being passed around in, I don't know, third or fourth grade. And the things we liked in it was the Huntress backup right, right, with, back, with Joe Staten. Yeah. 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 That was that was what I was a fan of. I wasn't really into the, the Wonder Woman book, but I really liked the Huntress. I, thought, I just thought she was really cool. Well, and that sort of that made me that triggered that one of the issues that I collected from my brothers was the issue of All Star Squad Squadron, where mm-hmm. Power Girl, Robin, and Star Spangled Kid, um, sort of come together as okay. the, as the Super Squad. It was one of the first issues with Power Girl, I think. Um, yeah, I have that in in, in one of the showcases. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. And yeah. I, I, I I hate that they just swept all that aside. Of course, now I think the thing with DC is anything that has ever happened still matters or yes. something. And yeah. I don't know exactly how it works, but you know they I can still for many think DC stories. always knows how it works. <laughs> so what are uh, what are books that? are like permanently on the pull list for you? What, what's something you're going to get forever, even if it's like the, you know, Superman walking? Um, oh, God. Do I have to? <laughs> um, yes, I did. I did that. Um, I will all, I will probably always collect Avengers and Justice League. Okay. Um, probably always Batman. Um, I've sort of had... Wonder Woman's has sort of come and gone a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's some gaps there. Um, She's had some good runs though. I, I, I love the what was it Azarello and Chang, and then uh, the John Burns stuff was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perez, um, of course. I'm trying to think what else would if I had to, and I've and I have this is another game that I've played of going okay. You can only get you can only collect. Ten series. What sure. gen are you going to pick? And I'm like, and then I always end up going, okay, well, let's make it fifteen. Let's. If, let's <laughs> make it 15. Um, I will always find some excuse to. Um, I'm trying to look and see what I what's in my stack right now. Um, yeah, Avengers, um, Fantastic Four, probably. Um, Justice League, yeah, the usual. Um, for some reason, I, I still sort of gravitate back to Captain America, and I think part of that was that was one of, another one that I collected when I was younger. Sure, um, me too. And um, you know, just sort of the 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 suit of armor that he had going through that phase and all of that. Um, bless him. Um, yeah, that wasn't the best. <laughs> yeah. But the, and I think that's part of it, though, is that you, oh, yeah. you, you and again, I think we talked about it when we started talking about sort of chasing, chasing that feeling of that's, you know, I, I want somebody to go back to those those stories that I grew up with, right. realizing now that those stories 
probably wouldn't attract the, the audience that, you know, because stories and art and everything has, and the whole industry has adapted um, and grown. So I, I recognize that as well. But, um, yeah, just finding those, finding that sort of story or fun. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's the story that I'm collecting and sometimes it's the artwork that I'm collecting. Oh, sure. Yeah, so. most definitely. I, I, I always think of Superman, um, you know, you get through the walking story and then you have the wonderful, uh, was it Paul Cornell run right before new 52. And then, yeah. then we push through new 52 <laughs> and then you have the wonderful Tomasi. Yeah. Uh, post convergence and, and it makes it worth it. Yeah. The, the, the payoff is worth the pain almost of, yeah. you know, uh, I can't even remember what his name was. Was it Ulysses, the guy with the like, knee-length mullet uh-huh. that Ramita brought in. Oh, God, I hated yeah. that character. But, you know, and and when you have the, like, the Tinian Batman run, it, it makes everything worthwhile. Yeah. I mean, it's... And there have been times, when, you know, sometimes I'll kind of like it if I miss an issue or two, so I'll have maybe issue six, and for whatever reason, mm-hmm. uh, particularly during the pandemic, when, you know, there were several issues that got sort of waylaid, and so... Right. I'd have issue six and then I'd have issue nine. Well, I'd hold on to those and find seven and eight so that I would could read them all. And then, you know, you just sort of binge on the, it's sort of like, you know, binging on a series on, on Netflix or whatever. And you just sort of go, okay, now I'm ready for the next one. Let's, let's, where's that next one coming from? So um, I almost feel like as a comic book fan, like the, the night quest is, you know, that's our war story. Yeah. <laughs> Like, let me tell you about this really bad sprain I had one time, or the time I got a concussion. It was called Night Quest, <laughs> and this weird guy with pouches around his skin-tight bodysuit was uh, Batman. It was horrible. You yeah. know what I mean? It's almost like we have a – it's like paying your dues almost, it feels like, sometimes. Well, there's And there's been a couple other podcasts that I've listened to that have talked about sort of those major events in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's sort of like – Listening to that again, I'm like, oh god, I this is like PTSD. I'm <laughs> right. out of my mind. Oh, it's it's totally true though. Um, so what is your favorite thing that you're reading right now? So we know what you kind of collect, but what's what book? Would, if you had someone come up and and they're like, what's the? I'm lapsed. What should I pick up? Um, I'm kind of liking the Green Lantern run right now. Okay. Um, it's just sort of an interesting take on what would happen if the um, central power battery exploded. And this um, is the John Stewart and Kilowog Green Lantern, right? It's like almost like a core book. Yeah, it is. Okay, I, I've I've read a couple of them. And they've brought you know this um, brought um, Joe, I forget her name, um, but they had sort of done a. Greenland and Far Sector. They're brought, they right, brought right, her, right. Yeah, they've brought her into the mix now. So I'm trying to sort of. So I, I'm liking that run. Um, another thing that I didn't think that I would like, and I picked up the first issue just sort of because it was a slow week, and I was like, eh, okay, I'll give it a try. Um, but Dark Knights of Steel. Okay. Uh, that sort of sword and sorcery world of Batman and Superman and everybody else, because they're all, I mean, they're all the characters are in there, but it's got it. To me, it's got an interesting twist. 
Okay. Uh, and a new take on the whole um, story. Um, and being that uh, issue two has just come out, I think that's a good <coughs> that's a good series to pick up. Um, I usually like Tom Taylor. That's one I did not get because the, the premise. I'm like, I don't know if I need this one, but okay, that I'll the, pick up the, the trade the, when it comes out. Maybe the the end of the first issue was enough to hook me, and I was like, okay. okay. Um, I believe it. I it was ready. Let's, let's go. As he did. I really, really like those. Let's go with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like um, the latest run of Suicide Squad. Um, I have too. Yeah, you I mean, I've always, I've always liked the concept, but I really like just the writing and the art and just the the interaction of the characters. I think is um, is really good. If you want me to read something, put a super Superman family character in it, A, and right. then B, put Ambush Bug in it, and I'm sold. And you know what? I honestly, I have never liked Ambush Bug, but oh, really? I, I am <laughs> loving him, and I just love the fact that he's just breaking the fourth wall, and, you know, it's, I just, I'm, I'm like, it finally feels like, okay, this fits. This, this makes sense. Uh, I, I wonder if it's almost the Deadpool effect where a lot of people don't like Deadpool. Right. When they, they put him in that, um, I want to say it was Uncanny X-Force with Rick Remender where you're just getting just enough. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Yeah. And because he's not having to do the whole book. He's just every so often there's an aside and I'm like, okay, Wade, you're funny. I give up. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I've, I've picked up and, I'm kind of liking is um, the Joe Hill stuff in DC, the the horror stuff. Okay. Um, it's it's kind of interesting. I mean, knowing that Joe Hill is Stephen King's son, you know right. that sort of helps. But um, Basketful of Heads to me was a was a good sort of horror comic, and now they have a um, sequel called Refrigerator Full of Heads. <laughs> Um, I was like, okay, that seems like a stretch, but they're making it work. So, um, you know, and the other part of that is I like this sort of play on that, that there's that whole trope of, you know, superheroes who's find a body in the refrigerator or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Green Lantern thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think the Joe Hill that I read was Lock and Key. I read most of it. Uh-huh. And uh, that's one of those things I've been meaning to, to try is the DC book. So I'll yeah. look that one up. Yeah. Well, that's about all I've got for today, Michael. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we get out of here? Not that I can think of. I am hugely appreciative for this opportunity, um, knowing that my um, – my comic book knowledge has been sort of tapped into is, is I feel like, uh, this is, this is, it's all sort of come to fruition. Um, so thank you for this, Joe. I truly appreciate it. Well, I, it was a really great pre- uh, pleasure getting to speak to you and, uh, thanks for listening to 21st Century Boy.